Welcome to Vision, Impact, and Purpose. See your vision, walk in your purpose, and impact lives with your gifts and talents. Thank you for tuning in to listen to Tikwa, your Christian virtual assistant coach. Join Coach Tikwa as she shares her own journey, shifts your mindset, inspires you while sharing insights and tips for our profitable virtual assistant business along the way. Now here is your host, Tikwa, founder of PowerPo Assistance. Hey, 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 everyone. How is everyone doing tonight? I hope that you had a wonderful evening. So today is another pop-up session. So I've been feeling so good, so rested, and so organized now that, you know, the days has been going by with this chlorotene. You kind of get used to the new norm with the homeschooling. You know, I'm not, I'm still not loving the homeschooling, but it's gotten a little better, thankfully. You know, I was blessed to have some of the family members help out with the homeschooling, whereas during the day while I'm working, they can work on work with him with his comprehension and some of his math and things like that. So it kind of takes the pressure off a little bit and allows me to get some work done. Um, So that's been going smoothly and I'm loving it. (laughs) I'm loving it. So um, I just came on tonight because I wanted to talk about for those who basically don't know what to do, don't know how to start, don't know where to start. You have these skill sets and you don't know how to package it, right? You don't know what services should I give this service or should I not give this service? I really don't like doing this, but I can make money because I know I, I can do it great, right? So deciding what you want to do and what you love to do as a virtual assistant. So let's talk about that one big thing that you need to figure out what to do as far as your services, or maybe it's a product that you need to serve, or maybe it's both that you want to do right in your business. So we are talking about virtual assistants right now. And as a virtual assistant, there are many talents and many gifts that a lot of virtual assistants, they don't even call themselves virtual assistants, but technically they are virtual assistants because they're providing a online service or an online service and it's done virtually. You can come up with a creative name. Some people does executive virtual assistant. If you want to put that executive in front of you, do more than just the normal answering phones and checking emails and calendar management. There's, I would say executive if you add in on more services under that executive assistant umbrella. Some people would may say that they're a Facebook or Instagram specialist or strategist or whatever it is that you want to call yourself. But I wanted to talk about some of the things that questions that you need to ask yourself to try to figure out that one thing that you have passion for that you love to do and that other people love for you to do for them right or maybe something that you've done for them and they were like wow you just do it so quickly and you do it so gracefully right so let's talk about some of those questions that you need to ask yourself always talking about creating a diary for yourself so that you can always write out the things that happen throughout the day your thoughts your ideas it may be times where you get up in the middle of the night and a thought or a vision has come to you and then you go back to sleep and you wake up you forget that thing right and that one thing could have been a million multi-million dollar thought all right a multi-million dollar business or a service that you could have served that was going to make you a lot of money. So we have to get into the habit of writing in our diaries. 
It doesn't have to be a special diary, right? You could create one on Canva. You could create your own diary if you want and publish it, okay? Just get a regular notebook. So, like, see, you know, I have a regular notebook and I write all my things in here, right? So let's talk about that one big thing that you need to discover for yourself in your business, whether it's a virtual assistant business or not. I don't know if everybody in here is, is want to become a virtual assistant. But let's talk about that first question that you should be asking yourself. What do people comment on? You know, give you comment. What is the comments that you receive from people? Like for me, when I see people, they always comment on how sufficient and efficient I am. Right. And I'm clear about what I talk about and I break things down. So like, for example, I'm just going to give you an example. I'm a TLC distributor and this person came to me and she was like, can you explain to me how the process go, like how the business and everything go? So I got on a call with her and I broke it down in steps. You just have to do it in bite size because you can't expect people to really understand everything when you try to throw everything all at once. So I broke it down to her and then she was like, you know what you have? I have asked like many other people and I was still confused, but you was able to break it down where I was able to understand it. So, you know, she says that because you broke it down and you took the time to talk to me about it and explain to me the things that I didn't understand and the information that I received was wrong. I'm going to sign up under you. Okay. So (laughs) those are the comments that I get from people that I'm patient. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm a a visionary. I see things and I just want to run with it. It's like, this is a good idea. Let's go. This is what you're going to do. You're going to do, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Right. I get a lot of comments from people that tell me those things. They said, I have a beautiful spirit. You know, you're so sweet in the way you deliver yourself and the way you carry yourself. Comments and things like that. Someone who tells me that I'm very good with details. I'm very good with administrative stuff. Those comments and things like that. I spoke about it yesterday on Mindset right? The abundance of mindset, how when people say that, you know, you look nice today. Oh, that was a great presentation that you did. Sometimes we need to shut our mouth and just receive it, receive it. We don't always have to respond back because somebody gave us a compliment, receive it, marinate it, just take it in, meditate on that, right? Those things that people comment you on, right? So that's the first thing you're going to do. You're going to what people comment, you know, what kind of comments you get from people. So start thinking about that. So write that down right now in the book, a notebook, or get a piece of paper, whatever you want to do, get yourself a pen and write these questions down. Because these are the things that I go through with my clients, right? I have clients that I go through with my signature program. And then I have clients that I have to customize things for them because they may be some things that they're lacking that they need strength on and they need to be coached through. I'm giving you these questions and I'm giving it to you right here on this pop-up, okay? So what are the comments that you receive from people? Write that down and start writing all the things that, all the comments that you receive from people. So the second question you want to ask yourself is, what is it that your family thinks that you do well? You are like, "Mm, you are good at this, girl. I love the way you boom, 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 boom. So that's the second thing that you're going to write about. Again, what do your family think that you do well? All right. So this is for people who have not decided what they want to do, what kind of business that they want to start. These are the questions that helps my clients to get their juices flowing and figure out exactly and hone in on the things that they want to do as a virtual assistant. Okay. So write that down. So what do my family know that I do well? I'm an organizer. 
So when the holidays come, they want me to do the dinner, which I don't like all that cooking, but I can do a nice table because I'm an event planner. So remember I told you guys that I'm an event planner as well. When I was young, I used to do surprise parties, birthday parties, showers. I was helping with weddings, all kinds of stuff. And I just love to make things perfect and pretty. And when you come in, it's like, wow, I could turn in an old community into a, a hall you would think that the whole hall is nice, but maybe outside may not be so nice. But inside, when you come in, you would never think that it was the same place. That's how I am. Okay. So they love that I like to organize. Not only that, they love that I'm very detailed. So, you know, I'm a senior executive assistant, right? So traveling, making the itinerary, writing out everything that we're going to do for our family trips. So we do family trips. So we all get together as a family. We talk about who wants to go here. We take a vote on who's going to go Hawaii, who want to go to Cancun, whatever, right? And the most votes, we do that. And then I take those notes and then, okay, what are we going to do? What dates are we going to go? And then I have to go to the travel agent and give them all our information, how many days and this and that. And then what are we going to do on that trip? Like plan out those things. They always come to me with those things. So now that I have my businesses, okay, and I work, it's become overwhelming that everybody wants you to do everything. So now I'm teaching my family to do the same thing, but they know that I do it so well. And I love doing it. I'm not going to lie. I love doing it. Okay. So what is it that your family think that you do well? You do like, mm, well, so that's the second question, right? You're going to ask yourself, what is it that other people say that you are good at? So now we're going to talk about other people. What is it that other people say that you are very good at, right? So that's the third question you want to ask. You want to go out and you want to talk to people that co-workers, friends, we already did the family, but like other people other than your family, you want to ask them, what do they think that you're good at? Okay, so that's three things already. The comments that you receive from others, right? Number two, what do your family think that you do well? And then number three, what do others think that you are so good at? So those are three questions that you want to ask yourself and you want to journal that stuff. When you are watching the lessons, even if I'm coaching you, my expectation is that you implement after. Because if you consume and consume, consume, you're just going to be consuming Right. And then when you're ready to implement, you're just all confused because now you don't know what to do first, where to go, how to do it, because you just consume so much information from different people that you don't even know how to start your business, what strategy to use, because you're listening to so many voices. Right. So when my clients come to me, I tell them, I'm your coach. Stick to me. Let's work this out. Let's get your transformation. Call out everybody else close out everything else and let's hone in on what you need to do and that's what my coach did with me because i was one of those that i was on this live i was on that live oh yeah she do it this way oh maybe i should do it this way oh that looks oh that even better you're not selling anything you're not attracting anybody because you don't have your own strategy down you haven't practiced anything so now we're going to just go through honing in on that one big thing that you need to be doing as a virtual assistant right so one what are the comments that you receive from people number two what do your family think you do well and then number three what does the other people say that you do well Okay. And then the next question, number four, what is the thing that kind of surprised you? 
from what everybody said. That thing that you know that you've been doing all along and you have not realized it. You know, somebody comes to you and asks you like, oh, can you do can you do that PowerPoint um, presentation? I'm having this event. Oh, yeah. boom. Next thing you know, 15 minutes, you got that PowerPoint presentation with animations and pictures and looking all nice and everything. And they know you are the go to person to get that done because you just do it so well. And then you don't realize it. So what is the thing that people has said about you that was surprising to you? So that is another thing that you should need to be writing down in your notebook. So the next question is, what is it that you enjoy doing most? What would you like to do if you leave your job? What is that one thing that you enjoy doing the most? You have to decide how you feel, how it makes you feel how it makes you, you know, you think. Because when you love what you do, the things that you enjoy doing, you don't mind doing it. It's not like, oh, I got this to do. Oh, Lord, I don't feel like doing this. But if somebody give it to you, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I can do this. I'll have that for you in like 10 minutes. You know, you want to something that you enjoy doing. Because remember, we got into this business because we want to do things that we love. We want to do things that we enjoy. We want to do things that's not going to have us bored where it's like we're doing things just to make the money because I know how to do it. I'm very good at it, but I really don't enjoy doing it. It's not my passion, but I'm just doing it because when you do that, let me tell you, you're not going to be in business for long. Your business is going to get bored. Okay. You're not going to elude what you're feeling, the passion that you have for your job and your clients is going to see that. Your eyes don't light up when you do it. People know these things. People can feel these things. That's why I said the key is attracting your clients. So this is going to take you on that journey. Okay. So another question is, what would you like to do if money was no object? Money, money's no object. What do you want to do? I want you to put that in the comments. Okay. So the next question is, what would you love to do even if you don't get paid? Because let me tell you something, if you don't mind doing it and not getting paid for it, that's your passion. You just discovered your passion. Okay. There's so many people like, for example, I have a singles ministry and usually for the singles, we um, have guest experts come in. We may do a zoom or I may have a little group at my house where we have singles, we have discussions and I may have a knitting class, right? If I was to create the space where we all get together and we talking and we bring in a guest expert, they're going to come in and teach them something that they love to do and not get paid. So for example, before this quarantine came, we had planned for the singles ministry for someone who to come in to knit. And she actually goes to my church and she does some awesome knitting where she made something for somebody else, but she does it for people who are less fortunate. She does it for homeless. She creates, she makes the, um, the knitted hats for the winter for them and do not charge them anything. Okay. She loves to do it. Those items that she make is so beautiful. I was like, can you come to my singles ministry and teach them how to do it? 
Because in the singles ministry, we try to find things that we can do to keep up our time. Even if you don't have a business, you know, doing stuff that keep your mind off of other things, not worrying about being lonely, not worrying about having a man or whatever, things like that, for example. So this is why we create those type of things, people to come in to think of things that we can do to take up our time and be creative, right? And who knows, we can sell those things and make it a business. So that next question is, what would you love to do even if you don't get paid? So the next question would be, what was the job or the role you enjoy doing? What was the job or the role that you love doing? So say, for example, maybe you were at work and perhaps maybe you was a receptionist, but you was on the board for something, right? It could be the board of, we have this thing called Mosaic at work where it has to do with just a women's um, ministry, women of color, bringing in Hispanic and Afro-American and other cultures and coming together as one, learning how to move up the ladder in our careers, cross training, speakers that come in and things like that and being on the board of that. Although she was a receptionist, but she loved doing that because she was able to get involved, organize things, send out the invitations, create the packets and things like that. Those are the things that she loved to do. And she wasn't getting paid for that. But that was a role that she took on at the job. So like, for example, for me, as an executive assistant, I went to school. And when I did my internship, I was able to do my internship in the IT department. So that's the role department that I love. That's what I wanted to do was IT. Hence, why I can be a very technical person when I, once I put my mind to it, there's a lot of things that I forgot, but once I start working on it, I'll remember, it'll come back to me. All right, so what is the next question? The next question will be, what tasks are you happy doing? What are the tasks that you are happy doing? What is it that you love to do? The task, task that you love to do. Write those things down and put those in the comment. And the next question is, so my thing is that when it comes to the task, all the tasks that you love to do, um, it's something that, you know how when you are at your desk, I don't know if this happened and maybe happened to some, maybe happened to none. I, I don't know. But I know for me, when I'm working on my business, I'm just so engrossed in it. I'm doing this and I'm doing that, that I forget to go to the bathroom. Oh, I forget to go get me something to eat because I'm just so engrossed in the the tasks and the things that I need to do because I'm just like rolling with and I'm enjoying it and I'm getting things done. Okay, so it's something that you forget about time. Time doesn't matter to you. Okay, it's like you're so engrossed in these tasks because you love doing it and you forget about the time. So what are those type of tasks that you like to do? So then the next thing that I want you guys to do is what are the three things that you do that would stand out from your competition? So you want to be a virtual assistant. What type of virtual assistant that you want? So that's what we're trying to determine here with the questions that I'm asking you. So what kind of virtual assistant you want to be? And then the next thing you want to do is what are the three things that you do that stands out from your competition? Because remember, when you get into business, you still have to do your research. I'm sorry to tell you guys, it's not just starting a business and just doing it, okay? I'm giving you the steps and the key to marketing your business and knowing what services to have out there that are marketable, marketable, okay? 
So what are the three things that you do that will stand out from your competition? So you can list those things, those three things and put them in the comments. So I know that with me, with my virtual assistant agency, the three things that stand out for me is that I'm very personable. Not to say that nobody else cares about their clients, but everything is automatic. You know, it's on autopilot. You got to go through this and you do this and you do that and all that stuff. I like that personal touch, talking to them, relating to them. Yes, it takes time. It takes a lot of my time because I have to get on those consultation calls, right? But I like doing that because what's special about that is that they become everlasting clients. They become like family to me. And I wanted to build this business, not just to have a a big old corporation and I'm not being relatable to my clients or the people that work for me. Even if they are contractors, I want them to feel like they are family. I want them to feel like that they are appreciated and things like that. So that's one thing, not to say that no other company does that, but people get so big and they forget about that personal touch. So with me as a coach, what stands out for me and my clients will tell you, if you're sick, I will text you. If you, I haven't heard from you, I will call you. I will send you a messenger like, what's going on, sis? Are you okay? How's the family? Whatever. That's how I am. Where you have coaches like, nope. This is the consultation that you have. Either they charge you for it or they'll take off the fee for that if you buy into one of their packages. And then when you buy into one of their packages, coaching packages, you only get a certain amount of um, calls. You have to pay for if you want the VIP services and things like that. But this one coach that I had just taught me so much. And I have invested in a couple of coaches and they weren't cheap, okay? I invested a lot of money in coaches. I did learn, but it wasn't the right thing and it wasn't the right fit because I was just starting as an entrepreneur. And I think that as a coach, if you know that your client needs certain things, that you need to get them right with that first before they move to something else because we putting we are investing our time and our money in this and we want to get and we want the transformation right okay so that's one and then two I'm trustworthy and, and I show that by contact my clients and following up with them making sure that things are done I would stay up to two o'clock in the morning like if one of my clients said that they couldn't get into the um courses and her password didn't work or whatever and stuff like that I would stay up to make sure that that person got into it right and then number three, I can be a perfectionist. Now it, it comes off and on. It depends what it is. <laughs> but when it comes to my clients, I want them to have the best of the best experience. Okay. So now you want to pick three Pacific skills. What three Pacific skills you have that make you successful? It could be successful in the role that you were in or made you successful as a virtual assistant or successful in getting promotion after promotion on your job. Whatever it is, what is those three skills that got you to where you are right now? So mine will be mentorship. I love mentoring. And that's a skill set that I am very good at. People still come to me as their mentor and they coach. People call me their coach and I don't even coach them, but You know what? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that because people who follow me, they call me coach. Okay, so I am coaching them if I'm online, giving them content. And if I help them in any way, I coach them through it. 
So coach. And the other one is organizational skills. I'm very good with that. Organizational skills. And I'm just going to add another one, visionary. I'm good with following through on visions and helping people follow through on their visions as well. I'm very good when it comes to projects and creating a, a system for those projects. So those are the Pacific skills. So let's go to what are the three skills that make you the happiest? Like these skills, when I do it, I'm so happy. I'm so elated. I'm like, just give this is this is what I do. This is me. Right. That makes me happy. And also the key thing that makes you money. So what are the three things that you do that makes you the happiest and also equals makes you money? Okay. So with me is coach. When I see my my clients transformation, I'm networking and I have a big heart. I love giving. So my thing is that I know giving, I'm not going to say that it makes me money, but I know that God will bless because I don't do it for money. So God blesses me. And when I get blessed, I bless somebody else. That's just the way it goes. It's just like a cycle comes back around and around and around. And those are the things that you're happiest um, with, the three skills. You do not want to delegate. It's like, nope, I'm not delegating this. So the one thing that I wouldn't want to delegate is my email. Although my VA has access to the admin support email, I still have my email that I have certain people email me from. And I just like that personal touch that I like to read the emails and respond accordingly instead of having somebody else to respond with a script. So me, that's just the way I am. I, it could probably become overwhelming over time, but that's okay. I'm all right with that. Okay. So now later on, talk about that niche, right? But we're not going to talk about it now because right now we need to find out that one thing that you need to be doing right now. So what you're going to do is you are going to have three, co- three columns. You're going to, on your paper right now, I want you to make three columns, right? In the first column, you're going to put passion and interest, okay? In the second column, you're going to put what you're good at. And in the third column, you're going to put market category, okay? First column, passion, interest. Second column, what you're good at. And third column, market category, Okay, so because we're going to find that one big thing. Right. So my thing is now you're going to write down under passion and interest. You're going to write all the passion and interest. What you good at, you're going to write. You're going to all that information that you gathered. Right. All the questions that you gather. Right. You're going to write down passion and interest. All what you good at. Everything that people told you, your comments, what you think, what you feel, all that stuff you want to write in that second column. And then the third column, you're going to mark, um, put your market category. So how you're going to figure that out is that it may be that passion. It may be that skill. And then it turns into marketable. So we're going to leave that market part out for a little bit. So it's like three circles. So one circle will be passion and interest. The second circle will be what you do good. So they're going to come in together, not all the way, overlap a little bit, right? And then you're going to have that third circle that's going to come in the middle. And then you're going to hone in on those consistent words that you heard through all those questions. And those are the things that you are great at. That's the star. That's where your money making stuff is at right there. So you're going to mark down, like say your skill sets, uh, what shows up 
what for your skill sets, what shows up the most. So say, for example, people say organization skills or putting things together or creating stuff or whatever it is. And whatever that word, those same words that come up, you're going to circle those things on those columns and you're going to say, okay, these are all the things for the passion. If they come up two or more time, put those to the side and the skill sets that the things that you're good at. If you see like five people or five things that came up with those same things, you want to put that to the side, right? So what you're going to do is you're pulling out all the things that you love, that you have passion for, what people um, like that you do, and you matching them up so they align, align up with everything with you, all the things that you love to do. So this is how you're going to figure out what you need to be doing, right? What is that one thing that you need to be doing? So let's just start with that one thing and let's not worry about all the other services and things like that, that you can market. Let's just talk about that passion. It may be one thing. It may be being an administrative assistant right now where it's just email, calendar management, organizing your digital filing, whatever it is, right? Those could be your passions, your interests, whatever. Let's just use that for example. Those are the things that's going to come up. Those are your passions. That's how you're going to figure out what you need to be doing as a virtual assistant or anything and anything that you do. You may find out that maybe virtual assistant is not where it's at. It may be in something else. It may be event planning. It may be websites. It may be an online, a, a brick and mortar. I don't know. It may be creating a product, but that's how you're going to find out and horn in on what you need to be doing in your business. Because there's a lot of people who don't know what to do in their business, but they feel that I'm going to default to virtual assistant because I know how to do this. I do this in the office. I'm going to come online and I'm going to do this. But is it your passion? Is it something that you need to be doing? Is that your purpose? So that's what you want to figure out. So that's what I want you guys to do for your homework. And I want to hear results. I would like for you to come back on this post. I want to hear what came up out of that. This whole exercise to help you find in and hone in on your passions, your gifts, your talents, what you're good at and what you should be doing for your business. And that's what's going to help you right now. So let's talk about how you're going to validate that, right? So remember, we have that market category part. That market category part is going to, you're going to validate. And what does validate means? Validate means that you're going to now go research it. So those gifts and those talents and all that stuff that came up, you're going to now go and research those things. And you're going to find out if People are, do they really, really need this service, right? You're going to find out if they really going to need those services that you're so passionate about. You may find out that nobody's really talking about that and it won't be a profitable service or product to get into. You don't want to, you, that's why it's so important for you to research your niche is to research the services that you're providing and how you're going to do that. You're going to do that through Google, Google research, Google what you're thinking, just Google it. Just say calendar management and you'll see all things that come up with calendar management. Narrow down where you filter it to calendar management. How important that is. Do people need it? Are people saying that this is what I need? Things like that. There is another search engine called Ask the Public. Ask the Public. If you put in keywords in there, it will give you Everything that everybody's talking about. So say if you put in 
hiring a virtual assistant. When you put those keywords in at the bottom, there's a circle where you have all these. What is a virtual assistant? Who wants to learn? It says hiring a virtual assistant. Who wants to be a virtual assistant? Being a virtual assistant is this. You want to get all this information and you could just click on each of those things and you could get so much information and you could find out if this is what people want. Is people really want virtual assistants? What type of virtual assistants they want? That's how you research things, right? You can also go to Amazon and Google the titles. Go and see, oh, see, look, my Google's coming up. <laughs> Google the titles. And when you Google the titles, you'll see how many people is buying that type of book in that niche. Uh, it may be Pinterest, right? How many people are buying Pinterest book and want to learn about Pinterest? Um, how many business want to learn about Pinterest and things like that to be a Pinterest um, VA? That's how you research. Google is your friend. Answer the public. No, I think it's ask the public. I think it's answer. It's answer. It's either answer the public or ask the public. It's one of those two. And just type in your thoughts, keywords for ask the public. And then go on Amazon and search titles. See what books are coming up. What are the most books that they're talking about in different niches in the virtual assistant? Those are the researches that you need to be doing. So that is all that I wanted to talk about tonight. I hope that this was very helpful to anyone who is still trying to find out what they need to be doing as a virtual assistant, like what type of services that they need to be providing as a, a virtual assistant. Because it's easy to say you can have 10,000 skill sets 10,000 skill sets that you have. But I'm going to tell you right now, you put those all on the web, people going to be lost and they're going to go running. Because I'm like, this is just too much. It's just it's just too busy. It's just too much. You got to hone in on what you're good at to attract the clients that is going to buy into that service that you so love and people love for you to do. So that's the key. All right. So that is it for tonight. I hope that this was helpful to someone. All right, guys, I talk to you later and have a great night. Thank you for joining me. Bye. Thank you for listening to Vision, Impact and Purpose with Coach Tigua. Be sure to tune in again for new episodes and visit her website at tigua.com.